Podcast Podcast, loudest podcast on internet. Hey, Stereo, do you feel naked without your mask yet? <laughs> Did you get Pfizer or Moderna? I heard they're only giving Pfizer to hot people. Okay, this is a discourse that thankfully I am on the outside of. I don't really know what you're referencing. Think about stuff that I'm already sick of hearing, even okay. though I have I've only been vaccinated for like what a couple months. But I'm already fucking sick of it. I hate it. I can see everyone saying that after like everything is open again and I'm fucking sick of it already. Do not say that to me. Do not ever say that to me. If you are a machine, do not say thank you to me. I'm a human. I do not want the machine to wish me a good day. Store checkouts, grocery store checkouts, airplane check-ins. Do not tell me what to fucking do. I am a living, breathing human being capable of creative thought, and you are a pile of machinery. Don't fucking talk to me. Don't ever fucking talk to me. Do you like it when it when you get like a weird email that says happy birthday? Like for me, I used to play this like risk clone 15 years ago called like combat crew and every year it's like the combat crew wishes you a happy birthday or i'll get like a happy birthday email from a sequest dsv forum the forum no longer exists but the bot does i kind of like that i mean i would really really like getting weird emails from like forums that no longer like if log me and hamachi sent me an email i would definitely enjoy that but no i do not everyone to get a fucking happy birthday from Wayfair or my bank or American Airlines. Fuck you. Fuck you, machines. Do not talk to me. Do not speak. You are not allowed to speak in my presence. I am a child of God and you are trash. You are <laughs> a series of circuits and bolts that were created to serve me. So you will speak when spoken to, plebe. What's triggered this? What happened to you? Did a machine talk down to you or up to you recently? Um, I'm a, I was on my period a while ago and I went to CVS and I <laughs> bought something from the self-checkout and it was like, CVS says thank you. I was like, fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking speak to me. Do not. I don't need your thank you machine. Anyways, uh, Nicki Minaj has a cousin whose balls exploded from <laughs> COVID vaccine. So that's why you brought up the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. You just wanted to talk about someone's balls. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about now? Okay, so I'm going to read you a tweet off my phone. This is, I swear to fucking God, a real Nicki Minaj tweet that she tweeted out today b- about an hour and a half ago. <clears throat> my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen his friend was weeks away from getting married now the girl called off the wedding so just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision not bullied so you hear that serious this is a fucking future that the liberals want first they get us all vaccinated and then they press the kill switch and all of your balls explode i assume my ovaries will explode <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, he got an STD. Yes. He got syphilis. It was that good. Dude, I can totally see some no ancient motherfucker like sitting with his girlfriend be like, no, babe. No, babe. I swear to God. Swear to God. The syphilis came from the vaccine. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, chief. I want to try the horse. <laughs> I know it's apple flavor. I want to see what it tastes like. Like, it tastes like everybody's apple. talking about how it tastes like apples. What am I just supposed to believe that? Here's the thing I like about the horse goo. 
That horse looks real fucking happy to be eating that goo. <laughs> I've never seen like a prouder, more majestic looking horse on a piece of packaging. He's probably majestic and happy because uh, he, he doesn't have uh, phalanges that he can use to scratch his a-hole. That he's got worms that are constantly itching. And now he's like, finally, this horse goo is doing the scratching for me. I feel so bad for some of these horse owners that can't get the horse goo because non-horse owners are eating the horse goo. Yeah, wasn't there a thing you were telling me when we were on vacation about like, you need to bring in a picture of you and your horse? Yeah, this one dude uh, who owned like a feed store, which is where people buy the horse goo. <laughs> <laughs> they go to feed stores. And uh, and he was so tired of not having horse goo for his horse owning customers that he was like, I need to see a picture of you <laughs> with your horse. You can't just bring in a picture of any random horse. It's got to be you on top of your horse. And you better show me this horse's wormy asshole. <laughs> show up with a- I want to see I want to see the 1992 Evans Dosuke worms popping out of this guy's O-ring. Show up with a Twilight Sparkle plush. That's not a real horse. That's my fucking wife you're talking about. Hey, hey. She's don't got you, worms. Don't you ever dare disrespect my wormy wife whoever again. How dare you. Man, how much, what a great opportunity for profit, though. If you were like one of these people, or not even one of those people, you just owned a horse, you could like put up little <laughs> signs around town and be like, hey, you want your horse? <laughs> Come on down for $25. I'll let you like pony ride around on the horse <laughs> and take pictures with it. Like, you know how uh, Instagram influencers like rent private jets for like $100 just take to take photos and leave? It's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I did not know they did that. Right, like a whole, you could have a whole photo shoot. You could have a picture of you on the horse. You could have a picture of you, like, mucking the stalls. Another really great scam that I found out about today was uh, this morning, Google News served me a press release, and it was like Walmart and Litecoin have teamed up, and Walmart will now be taking Litecoin. I remember reading it, and I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. The first fucking red alarm that should have went off was that they were using, that it's fucking Litecoin. <laughs> I don't know what, that, I don't know what it is. That's like saying, Walmart and Amazon, two gigantic retailers, we've teamed up, and we're going to accept Tezos. <laughs> Tezos? V-Shane. Just say Dogecoin. Make it easy for the rest of us. Moonly fans. God damn it. <laughs> I'm reading this press release. And, and then one of the last lines of the press release is like someone from Walmart going, this is a really cool opportunity. And I'm like, huh. It's weird that that got through the press release. But I don't know. I guess like an idiot wrote this. And then Litecoin mooned like a thousand percent and then immediately crashed when it was revealed that the press release was a fake. Someone just wrote a fake press release, linked to it enough that Google News picked it up, bought low, sold high, and got rich off of fake news. Oh my God, I bet that guy made an ass load of money because what was Litecoin? It was like at... 180 or something and then it shot up to something like 250 i don't know don't don't rake me across the coals i only looked at it this morning but it was something like that oh my god that guy must have made like 
hundreds of thousands of dollars if he sold at the right time. I'm so proud of that guy. And I don't think that's a crime because none of this stuff is regulated, right? Nobody fucking tell Elon Musk about this. (laughs) The reason why nobody cares is because it's fucking Litecoin. If this would have been Bitcoin or Ethereum, we'd be in the shitter right now. But so long as you assholes don't tell Elon Musk about this, we won't throw more gasoline on the fire of boomers regulating cryptocurrency. And welcome back to the loudest pocket <laughs> you see after six weeks of reading my immortal and i had a really good time we are back in style we're talking about cryptocurrency celebrity tweets wormy assholes <laughs> this is the content you guys have missed yeah it's like uh you know how when you can't you can't shit for a while after taking opioids it's like that like i have so much content backed up <laughs> <laughs> In your content hall. Like content hall. I just need to spew it out. Give me Uh, some of that horse goo. All right. Well, hey, (laughs) speaking of content, I wanted to kind of ease us back into the swing of things with a classic. All right. So Sriracha and I were on vacation. We went to Joshua Tree for like two weeks. We'll talk about it a little more in depth a little bit later in the show. There are fast food chains out there that we don't have in New York. And Sriracha was like so fucking excited to go to del taco oh my god because del taco whoever's people are always like oh but the marketing team of taco bell must be stoned no bitch the marketing team of del taco are stoned because first of all it's only available in the los angeles area second of all they had something that was when we were there it was called a crunch tata and yes! what, what it was was just a fried tortilla or something i don't even know what it was but it was a fried tortilla and then they dump a bunch of guacamole and chicken and taco ingredients on it but there's no way to fold it and so it's just served to you on like a plate and they don't give you utensils i bought them it twice and i didn't get (laughs) utensils either time so you're just supposed to fucking eat it like a pizza or something and now sriracha uh you know i'm driving sriracha's telling me what to order through the drive-thru and she goes order a crunch tata and i think she's trolling me i'm like you're just trying to get a boomer to say crunch tata like you're making this up and she's like no say it and i was like one crunch tata please they're like that'll be 3.99 i was like what the fuck that made us think of a brand new game real or fake mexican fast food dishes Woo! i'm so excited I'm going to name a food, and you need to tell me if this food was ever served at a major Mexican fast food chain. Now, by fast food, we mean drive through dependent restaurants like Taco Bell, Del Taco, or El Pollo Loco, not QSR-style sit-down restaurants <laughs> like Chipotle or Qdoba. Oh, I am browsed as fuck for this. Okay. Okay, oh, wait, 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 question. Yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry, yes. Question. Do I get bonus points if I can correctly guess what it is? Yes, they all absolutely. Have stupid names. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, starting us off. The Bomb Burrito. Mexican or fake-sican? Uh, I'm going to say Mexican, Danny. Okay. Now, before I tell you if it's Mexican or fake-sican, what do you think the Bomb Burrito is? The Bomb Burrito, I'm going to guess, is a burrito with refried beans, rice, some kind of meat, and just an ass load of hot salsa. Well, you have successfully described the bomb burrito, which is made by Mega Mech subsidiary Don Miguel, but there is no such thing as the bomb burrito. Fuck. That's a fake-sican. Fuck. But in my mind, the bomb burrito is a fried burrito stuffed 
inside another fried burrito for quadruple the crunch. It's like the turducken of Mexican restaurant food. Yeah, I forgot to fry something on my bomb burrito. That's my fatal flaw. Ah, how about this? This one might be a little bit easier for you. The Cheeto burrito, Mexican or fake-sican? Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, let me think. Uh, Danny, I know that Taco Bell had a Dorito taco at some point, so I'm gonna say that's Mexican. You're damn right that's Mexican! Yeah, woo! For bonus points, can you describe what it is? I'm gonna say it's a burrito with the basic burrito shit that you'd expect in a burrito with Cheetos. You're goddamn right! <laughs> Fuck yeah! In 2016, Taco Bell tested the Cheeto burrito in Cincinnati, Ohio. The jungle did not welcome it, and it failed to make the jump to the main menu. F. So now you got to stick your own Cheetos in your own burrito. Ridiculous. <laughs> Supply your own marijuana, too. Like a peasant or a slave. <laughs> the Chacodilla. Mexican or fake-sican? Oh, my God. Can you repeat that? The Chacodilla. Oh, fuck. This and, is... And for... And let's skip the bonus points for this one. It's a grilled flour tortilla stuffed with chocolate is what I have written down here. Mexican or fake-sican? See, Danny, you shouldn't have told me that because uh, when I was a kid, there was a thing called the Choco Taco, Danny, and I was thinking that one of these restaurants made their own Choco Taco, but now I don't know how fucking stoned or what drugs you need to be on to eat an actual burrito, (laughs) an actual tortilla stuffed with chocolate, so I'm going to say fake-sican. You're darn wrong! It's Mexican! In 2017, Taco Bell throughout the United Kingdom served Kit Kat Chaco Diaz for just a dollar. You're fucking me. They put literal chocolate in a literal flour tortilla. That's why it did not make the jump to America. Yeah, I fucking Because they tried it in America. But we think that sounds gross. So it never made the jump from test market to general market. Oh, yeah. How could I forget that in the jellied eel arito <laughs> tried in Britain? They also, over there in the UK, they have a Twix chacodilla. That sounds fucking gross. The seafood salad, Mexican or fake-sican? Oh, fuck. Um... Now, remember, major fast food chain. Like, obviously, there's going to be a seafood salad at like a Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Um, this is tough. This is really, really tough because that sounds so general that that can be anything. So I'm going to say real Mexican. You're damn right. It's Mexican. Who is it? Taco Bell locations nationwide served the seafood salad in the 1980s. It was a taco bowl filled with shrimp, snow crab, green onions, lettuce, tomatoes, shredded cheese, and black olives. They stopped serving it when, I assume... Too many customers died for it to remain profitable. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine how Taco Bell would store snow crab. <laughs> like, you're pushing it with the shrimp. Now you're going to mix snow crab into this? Guys, what are you doing? The Bell Beefer. Mexican <laughs> or fake sakin? Oh, my God. Okay, that is so fucking funny that I'm really, really tempted to say that that's real because that does sound like the Bella Beefer or the Bell Beefer. The Bell B-E-L-L? Yes, as in Taco Bell. Oh, damn it. I thought you were saying like the Bella Beefer. Like, I don't, are you <laughs> talking, about that, talking about that girl that tortured CWC? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> and, it's got mushrooms any, on it. Or literally anybody else. Just anyone <laughs> named, named Bella. Bella? Yeah, like, okay. uh, I don't know, isn't there a wrestler like the Bella Twins? The Bella, yes, there are Bella Twins, the yes. Bella Beefarito is made from, like, their shit or something. A lot of people would buy that. <laughs> and their sweat. One of them donates the shit and the other one donates the sweat. Oh my God, they would make a killing on OnlyFans. Uh, Danny, I'm going to say that the Bella Beefarito is real. The Bella Beefarito. Is Mexican, not fakesican. It's a sloppy joe made with Taco Bell ground beef, diced onions, and mild sauce. Available at Taco Bells nationwide from the 70s to the 90s. Made a brief comeback in 2012. The Taco Bell Wiki says it might return in 2023, but it also says it might not. So thanks for nothing, Taco Bell. Yeah, Mickey. you could say that about literally everything. Like the McRib might be back tomorrow, but it also might not be. It's like like that thing, like Schrodinger's McRib. You can't know until you walk to the top. <laughs> like who knows? Honestly, who knows what's even on the Taco Bell menu? Lentil soup, Mexican or fixican? Oh, oh man, that's another. Real tough. Okay. I'm pretty sure that lentil soup is Indian food. So I'm going to tell you, fake Sikin. Well, you're wrong. Holy fuck. Because lentil soup is a traditional Mexican dish. But you're right in that it is not served at a major Mexican fast food restaurant. Although El Pollo Loco has chicken tortilla soup. And Taco Bell has published an online recipe for a rolled chicken taco bisque. This traditional Mexican dish has never been featured in a Mexican fast food menu. Fun fact, lentil soup is mentioned in the Bible. In Genesis 25, 30-34, Isaiah is prepared to give up his birthright for a pot of fragrant red lentil soup being cooked by his brother Jacob. What a soup! What? God damn. Well, the lentil soup might be at Burger King tomorrow, but it also might not be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Women's History Month. Oh, fuck yeah. The Her Rito. Mexican. Oh, my or God. Fake-sican. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want this to be real so fucking badly. I want this to be real so fucking badly. Yes. I'm going to say. Danny, I'm pretty sure this is the wrong answer, but I want to believe. So I'm going to say real again. Okay. Now, before I tell you the answer, can you maybe describe the one thing that would differentiate the hurrito from the burrito? Uh, estrogen, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I have written down here that it has like a pink shell for breast cancer awareness. For ladies. <laughs> exactly. Uh, however, it is fake. There's no such thing as a hurrito. I made the whole thing up. But you got to admit, that's a really good idea. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Yeah, because all you need to do is get one of those tortillas, those red ones that has more tomato on it. Say you're giving money to a breast cancer charity. Bing, bang, boom. You're selling burritos out your burrito. Burritos. Haracas. This is a taco version. You could get a heredia. <laughs> I can't think of any more Mexican food. The 10 Taco Taco Tower. Realxican or fakesican? Okay, fuck. Um, I don't want to ask. I mean, I have. I want to ask questions, obviously. No, you but can, I don't want. I don't. You can ask questions about this tantalizing tower of 10 Titanic tacos. What is it? It contains 
20 tortilla shells overall. They're flattened out, and just all the regular taco shit is in between it, like a bunch of lettuce and cheese and beans and... But it's just all stacked high. But it's a taco tower? Yes. How is there a taco tower with 10 tacos and all, and 20 tortillas? Where's the other 10 tortillas going? I think by taco, they mean it's kind of like a, like a taco sandwich or a taco pizza. Okay. I don't know why, but it literally does have 20 tortillas for a 10 taco tower. I don't know why. I'm going to say fake, Danny, because that's a quesadilla. It's <laughs> a flat taco. You're damn right, that's a fake chicken. <laughs> However, while Taco Bell does not serve the 10 Taco Taco Tower, New York City's own Cayente Cab does. I've seen it. It's beautiful. I'm going to send you a picture of it right now. Well, fucking uh, Taco Taco needs to fucking tell me where the other 10, top 10 mysteries that scientists still can't solve. Where are the other 10 burrito or tortillas? This is not by any definition of the word a fucking taco. Okay, so listeners, what I'm looking at is a flat. To- it's it's oh my god, it's a crunchy tata tower. Holy shit! What's a crunchy tata again? I'm it's so confused. Some kind of fried tortilla that is flat, and then on top of it, they just throw a bunch of shit. So imagine the that, but the, like the leaning tower of crunch tata. <laughs> There's like. I could see how this might be 10 tacos or 20 tortillas because you would need more tortillas to wipe up the shit that inevitably spills off of this. Wow, this is a waste of food and energy. You know why I think there's more tortillas than you'd imagine? Because uh, there's like 10 of them probably just make up the base. And then as you go layered up, it's like a wedding cake. It's like a tiered thing. Imagine a Mexican pizza that just keeps getting smaller as it reaches like a peak. Yeah, and there's a big dollop of whisp cream on top, like in the same way you'd put ice cream on top of your apple pie. <laughs> it's a foot tall. It's a foot tall, goddammit. I want this so bad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's go get the Taquerito Tower. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see if we can get this delivered to us. All right. The Empanachilada. Mexican or fake-sican. Oh, fuck. This is another really, really tough one. I know I've said that every single time, but that should give you a cue, listeners, on how fucking stupid. Like, if you don't live in America, this is literally what we eat. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot differentiate jokes from food items. (laughs) Empanaderia. Okay, an empanada is... Empanachilada. Empanachilada. Okay, an empanada is like one of those fried things, and a Enchilada is a round thing. That's also fried. That's also fried. So oh, no, wait. No, it's not. An enchilada is not fried. No, you're right. It's not fried. Um, okay, that sounds actually unironically really, really good. Like a cross between those two. Like the, em- the enchilada filling in the empanada. Yes. Brilliant. I'm going to say real. A massive enchilada stuffed with shredded beef empanadas serves four normies or one very depressed person. That's a fake I made it up. I've come up with so many good ideas for goddamn Mexican foods between the empanachilada, the bomb burrito, and the herrito for Women's Cancer Month. I'm killing it over here. Dude, these are unironically all good ideas. You should try to get some money from Taco Bell or Del Taco for this. I need to pitch these. I need to pitch these. Now, you might be thinking like, well, Stairs, there's probably some small restaurant out there that does an empanachilada. I spelled it a 
thousand times, a thousand <laughs> different ways in Google. There is not one empanachilada. <laughs> That's a loudest podcast original, baby. Oh my god, we gotta write that down. Oh my god, that would make such good merch or something like a sticker and an empanada. Uh, like. You know those weird shirts that Abercrombie and Fitch used to sell that just said Abercrombie and Fitch? It could be like, Asterius and Sriracha's steaming hot enchilada nada. <laughs> I'd wear that. All right. Holiday merch 2021. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Now, finally, now this is the dish that started this game. Because when we were at that Del Taco drive through you'll remember that I asked for the Cruncherito Mexican or fake-sican? Crunch-a-rito. Oh, hmm. 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 Crunch-a-rito. That sounds like something that you get at a Taco Bell. And the reason why, I, th- I think you're trying to fuck with me here, because you said that you asked for it. And I know that you didn't get that when you asked for it. So I think you're trying to fuck with me by saying like, oh, you remember that I didn't get a crunchtado. So obviously it doesn't exist, but that does sound like something that they sell at Taco Bell. So I'm going to say real chicken. Is that your final crunch, sir? <laughs> My final so- case answer. The cruncherito. Is it Mexican or fakesican? It's both. What do you mean? On Thursday, March 28, 1996, the Taco Bell Corporation filed a federal trademark on the term Cruncherito under the category of, quote, staple food products. <laughs> you know, the staple food. Yeah, you Milk, your- bread, Cruncheritos, <laughs> potatoes, eggs. The staple food. Food pyramid. Where's that on the food pyramid? It's the entire food pyramid. <laughs> it's pyramid. the food pyramid. It's a circle Cruncherito. <laughs> However, though they copyrighted the term Crunchurito, they never brought it to market, and the copyright was abandoned in 1997. This is a copyright looking for a home. Once again, Asterios, Coconos, and the Loudest Podcast can swoop in and sell our own Crunchuritos, baby! Empanada Glada and Crunchurito. Oh my god, no, that doesn't count. I don't get a point for that one. Because well, I mean, it was never you, you were right. It is a Taco Bell food. It's not because it was never brought to life. Well, I mean, think about this. Like they the the Cheeto burrito was only served like in one city, but I still think that's a Taco Bell food, even though you can't get but it. But it did exist. Like we have no idea what a Crunchurito is or would have been because it was never brought to market. That's like saying when you masturbate, you're killing five fifteen thousand people. <laughs> you know, I think we're gonna have to leave this up to the listeners. Is the Crunchurito real chicken or fake chicken? You got to sound off in the comments. You decide whether or not Sriracha gets this last point or not. I'm going to text my two friends that are high constantly and ask this question. And I think I hope I get an answer by the end of this show. All right. Well, this seems like a good uh, point in any to take a break. We'll be right back with more of the Loudest Podcast. I just got back from a weekend I spent with my friends and two very interesting uh, interactions with crackheads this weekend. So my friends live in a in a major city and what most people would consider the dangerous parts of the city. Okay. So um, across the street from their apartment, like to the point where sometimes on social media, videos of a very poor uh, drug section of town will circulate and they'll look at them and they'll be like, oh, yo, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> 
So I went and I visited them for a while. We watched a bunch of 90 Day Fiance. I got super stoned after getting super stoned for an entire week out in the desert. It was freaking great. Did you have a good vacation? Oh my God, yeah. I had an amazing time in the desert. It was really, really difficult to not eat Sarancha's horde of weed gummies. Can you tell people how many weed gummies you bought? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm not, I'm, I don't know drugs like we went over before, but I went on this uh, vacation with the intent. Like, I am going to see God. I'm going to see, have you ever seen Midsommar? No, okay. and I will not. Well, there's a hallucination part of Midsommar where they're walking to the village and they see like Danny's dead sister. Or you don't see it, but if you squint hard enough, like you can see Danny's dead sister in the clouds. I was like, I want to see my dead sister in the You don't clouds. have a sister. <laughs> not anymore. She's dead. Okay. <laughs> she killed herself with gas and also her parents. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> I went to, I drove out to the weed supply store and I'm standing in there. And first of all, why the fuck do these dispensaries have more security than fucking a bank? <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, I don't know if this is the universal experience with dispensaries, but I walk in there and there's like a big locked door that looks yeah. like a door you'd put in a cartoony safe. Yeah. And the guy comes up. He's like, I need to check your ID. He's wearing a bulletproof fucking vest. Now that I think about it, this might have just been this dispensary. No, it's all of them. I've never when I lived in L.A. like 10 years ago, I never had an experience at a dispensary where I didn't have to be buzzed in and talk to someone through like six inches of plexiglass. Right. No, like six inches of fucking plexiglass. I get buzzed in. I go in and it just it's like a little fucking smoke shop with gummies and stuff hanging all over the walls. So I have no fucking idea what I want. I'm like texting my friends because they, they smoke more drugs than fucking Snoop Dogg. So I'm like, hey, what should I get? They were like, one of them's like, get gummies. And the one's like, no, just get a pre-roll. So I'm like, I don't know what pre-roll is. So I show up and the lady is uh, way too helpful she's like hey so what kind of what kind of are you looking for a sativa or a hybrid or an indica and i was like i would like to get high please <laughs> so i'm sitting here and she's like taking me around the store and i was like look bro i'm just gonna level with you uh i want to get high i don't know drugs like you're saying words and i recognize them as words but i couldn't tell you what they meant if you're all right so to sativa indica hybrid blend wax Flower, flower. I didn't know what flower was. I realized that's it's called bud where my friends live, but I guess they sell it as flower in California. That's interesting. While but you were stoned in the desert, I tried to I explained to you the difference between flower and wax like three different times, and every time you had forgotten, and I told you the difference the previous time. And that's what drugs do, baby. It's it's not a drug. It's a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, she's sitting here. She's describing the way she's describing sativa to me. She's like, well, if you want to be functional and you want to keep doing shit, uh, you got to get the sativa. And uh, if you want to look for more body high, you got to get the indica. Like I well, I did both of them. I was just fucking stowed up. I was like, what do you fuck you mean? I'm not even remotely functional. You couldn't tell the difference. No, I could tell the difference. But it was like. She's describing, she's like, oh, sativa is like Red Bull and indica is like NyQuil. And I took both of them, like, I took a sativa and I'm like, I'm high. And then I took an indica and I was like, I'm high. <laughs> I, I mean, look, as someone who has not smoked weed in a long time and probably will never again, unfortunately, because I can't handle it. <laughs> I am so much of a baby. I can't even handle weed. The thing that Jay and Silent Bob smoke. <laughs> Like, the thing that Cheech and Chong made a bunch of movie... Snoop Dogg has made multiple records while stoned out of his mind, and I can't even, like, function 
the, just in the world, like it's all a little bit stoned. But anyway, describe being high. Take our listeners on like an audio high journey. Like, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? All right, listeners, let me take you on a journey. Okay, first of all, if you're like me and you're a noob and you're a novice, let me tell you, going to California and going to a sp- dispensary is not the fucking place. You want to experience, like, you want to seriously experience or experiment with weed. Because let me fucking tell you, these bud dispensers, they have completely lost touch with reality on what, like, tolerance is. And, like, people that don't fucking need to smoke drugs to function on a day-to-day basis, they are so out of fucking touch, man. It's like never drinking before and then going to a fucking dive bar and then having the drunk man next to you be like, oh, no, no. Here, have this whole pint glass of whiskey no this is good this is yeah no this is what you need just trust me bro just trust me this is what i'm drinking right come on i can't possibly be wrong i've done this so often so she ends up selling me maybe i got taken for a ride i don't, I know. don't think you did i don't think i did either so i go there and i'm like listen it's my first time at a real dispensary on my own uh, i don't know what i'm doing please help me and she's like oh well we're gonna give you 25 percent off your first purchase i was like excellent so she ended up talking me into buying two bags of gummies they were buy two get one free so she talked you to buying three bags three of bags of gummies yes one was a grapefruit flavored sativa one was a pink lemonade indica and i don't even remember what the third one was because i was so stoned i didn't even get to open it it might have been a hybrid or a blend i had to throw it away at the airport i know i was so sad I was like, no! <laughs> you raised me. <laughs> it was, I felt so fucking bad. But the thing is, in California, and especially where we were, like in Joshua Tree, there's just like drugs everywhere. Like, we don't have to be super concerned about like having put those drugs in a uh, rental car garbage can. Because like, even if we offered them to the rental car guy, he'd be like, no, I have pounds of it at home. Like, everybody's <laughs> fine. It's kind of it, like offering people drugs in Joshua Tree is like offering people guns in Appalachia. It's nice of you to offer, but they're fine. <laughs> they have them. That's actually what you, we use these cars for in the off season is we just tote drugs around for people. And I also bought a pack of, I spent a total of $89 on cannabis and cannabis related accessories. You I bought said, a pack of five pre-rolls it came in a cute little box it came in a cute little box uh, and you smoked half of one of them half of one of them <laughs> yes they and out of the 30 gummies you bought you ate five or six five i counted yes and you were so fucked up you couldn't even go on a hike which is just walking around. Oh, I got so fucked that I could not like read Google Maps. Like I was like, oh, uh, the, the fucking fat bitch at the dispensary told me if I want to be functional, I better take a sativa. So la di da, I'm gonna take a sativa and go on a hike. Absolutely, the fuck not. Now this was maybe the best part of my of our vacation because just taking it from the beginning, Sriracha one night at like one in the morning goes. Hey, I'm fucked up and drunk, and I bought plane <laughs> tickets to Joshua Tree. Woo! And I'm like, you did what? And then I remembered that Sriracha does this thing called, like, truncation buying. Yeah. Where, explain what you do with the kayak thing. Okay, well, here's what drunk vacation buying is. It's so much fun. So you go on kayak.com or priceline.com slash explore. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But you will get redirected to a globe, like a globe of the world. And what you do is you enter your home airport. 
And then you enter dates that you were like to fly, like just a general idea. You can do like pick a date and then like plus or minus one or two months even. Yeah. And it will show you the cheapest tickets from your home destination to everywhere in the goddamn world. Now, granted, sometimes you will get duds. Like you'd be like, oh, well, ooh, a $300 flight to Moscow, but the flight takes two days to get there. You'd have one day in Moscow and then two days to fly <laughs> So, like, if you're into that, sometimes you do get duds. But if you squint hard enough, you can find great deals. So I did find a great deal uh, to Joshua Tree. I was like, hey, I'm going to go out to the desert and get high and uh, get bit by a rattlesnake and die. Right. So Siraja tells me, like, and again, this is like the middle of the night, and she is fucked up. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to Joshua Tree to get high and walk around the desert alone. And I'm like... God damn it. Why did I have to fucking date Dharma? I'm Greg. Also, when did I become Greg? I used to be Dharma. But like compared to you, I'm Greg. I'm the guy that released a song called Dracula's Super Spooky 9-11 Candle Vigil. I'm the guy that got sued for calling someone a cuck 150 times in the course of a 12-minute album. And suddenly... Because I'm dating someone much crazier than me, I'm like, well, I guess I have to come with you to make sure you don't get attacked by, let's call them coyotes or bears. Or rapists. <laughs> let's say so that, uh, so that like a young girl who, and I'm telling you right now, Nancy Grace is just itching for you to get disappeared. Nancy Grace is getting hard as a rock. You are three years of Nancy Grace's <laughs> headline news show. If you disappear in the desert, like, uh, she just wanted to relax, man. Get high. Like, see, smoke the doobs. Smoke the doobs. See some nature and chill out. She was never heard from again. We've interviewed her co-host, whose podcast has gotten significantly worse since she was gone. <laughs> it's now entirely references to Stefan Urkel, the cool persona of Stephen Urkel. They keep trying to have replacement hers, but every time they send them to the desert, they die. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I got to go with you too. And Sriracha's is like, I'm going out there to hike and take drugs. And I'm like, great. One thing I can't do, one thing I won't do. <laughs> um, so we wake up at like 6 a.m. to go fucking hiking. And Taraj is like, hey, should I take a weed gummy before we go hiking? And I say out loud, yeah, you should totally get stoned before we go hiking. That'll definitely ensure that we go hiking and not to the food court at Walmart for four <laughs> hours. But then I think to myself, Stereos, you love this girl. You can't just give her funny advice. You actually have to. So I go, actually, Sriracha, please don't take the gummy. And then you said, I'm going to take the gummy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess she just took the gummy while I wasn't looking. Yeah, no, because you left me alone with it. So I was like, like my eyes darting back and forth. It's like, come on, Sriracha. Won't nature be so much more fun when you stoned? Turns out the answer and the, what is much more fun is driving around a residential area, <laughs> searching for a hiking trail, which, okay, Apple Maps, 
it is the fault of Apple Maps. It is not my fault. It's not entirely my fault. In the desert, they have a saying, which is GPS will get you killed. And that wasn't just told to us by like one or two people. There were just like funny signs all around that are like, don't use your GPS. Ha ha. We find more dead tourists that way. He he. Oh, yeah. No, it, it must be like a big ass problem in Joshua Tree because I was driving around. We got a rental car and I'm driving around the area where Airbnb is. And I see this one, uh, one fucking boomer must have ha- fucking had it up to here with these goddamn Los Angeles tourists because they have a giant sign posted outside of their driveway. This is private property. Yes, this applies to you. No, this is not your Airbnb. Your GPS is wrong. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's so fucking true. And, um... And so Sriracha is trying to take us on a thing called like the The Mil- Wall Street Mine. The Wall Street Mine hike. It is a famous starter hike in Joshua Tree. It's the basic ass hike anyone can go on. I don't recommend it. It was kind of shitty. It was kind of shitty, yes. And so Sriracha puts in Wall Street hike in her Apple Maps. And we're both of the attitude that's like, look, I get it that that Apple Maps won't help you find like someone's house, but surely it'll help you find like the the most famous hike in this town. There was a point on the map yes. literally labeled entrance to Wall Street mine hike. Yes. So I don't think it's totally fair to blame me and drugs for dragging us 20 minutes away from the actual entrance to the hike. No, I don't think I, I don't blame you at all. Like it like it even had a little tiny picture of a parking lot and a star yeah. on Apple Maps. And so we drive and we drive and drive. Halfway through the drive, I'm like, Sriracha, what are you laughing at? And she's like, I took the weed gummy. And I'm like, you did what? Because <laughs> she's our navigator, too. And I'm like, okay. And then she somehow navigates us to not like a hike or a national park or a, a beautiful uh, monument to nature. She drives us to a burnt down house. <laughs> burnt down house in the middle of a suburban area of yeah. California. Yeah, but she brings us to the one house that is clearly like a meth house gone funny. And I'm like, Sriracha, where's the nature trail? And she says, I don't know. And she starts crying because <laughs> she's so fucked up on drugs. <laughs> so fucked up on drugs and i'm sitting there and i don't even know like this wasn't even fucking fun i like that's a thought that i had this whole trip is maybe drugs are bad actually maybe drugs aren't fun or cool maybe they're just bad (laughs) because i get high and i'm on this trip and i'm like pumped for this hike and then one tiny little it's like a my my brain is a microchip and one grain of sand (laughs) gets into it and it stops running and i'm sitting there and i'm like freaking the fuck out and I, you're not fucking helping because you're like oh Sarajji, you want to get out you want to get in that mine shaft here look this is where you would have died if i went near i'm like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up. yes i said this is where you would have disappeared forever <laughs> i said congratulations now our listeners have a significantly worse podcast <laughs> because you are tied you are handcuffed to a radiator in this mess house banging out blues <laughs> yeah so what did we end up doing that day going to del taco and then going home we went on a car hike to a burger king <laughs> and a del taco and a del taco um look 
some good did come out of it. A, I didn't have to go hiking that day, which was great. B, you got to have a frozen Coke. Yeah, which that's they true. don't apparently they do that at the Burger Kings in the desert. Yeah, they don't do that anywhere else, at least not in New York. And it was a dollar. It was she a got dollar. a whole frozen Coke for a goddamn dollar. I got to try the Popeye's nuggets. I have to say, they were probably the best fast food nuggets. They are still not terribly special. No, they're not. We were having a conversation about this with my friends. They were like, oh, I want to try the Popeye's nuggets. I was like, I don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a good, not a good Chick-fil-A's. They're fine. I I think they're better than Chick-fil-A's nuggets. I mean, I think they are. I think they're better than McNuggets. I think if Chicken Selects were still around, we'd be having a conversation. I think they're better than Chicken Fries. I think they're better than Chicken Stars from Carl's Jr. Last thing I want to talk about, though, is we went to the casinos a couple of times. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's just one machine I want to highlight. Uh, okay, apparently, uh, my buddy, uh, who is my former chocolate turkey at Thanksgiving hookup. Oh, fuck yeah. He recently told me he got a job at a casino and the Willy Wonka machine he loves. He told me that if you play the Willy Wonka slot machine, the moment you lose $100, the Oompa Loompas berate you for being greedy. Lamau. They're like, Oompa Loompa, doopity doo. Your, your kids' college fun dreams are through. <laughs> Oompa doopa doopity dee. Your wife will not be happy with thee. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the money, you stupid asshole. <laughs> no shrimp buffet for you to hold. I don't know. No, that was good. You, you, you got there. I was looking for the Willy Wonka machine. I couldn't find it. I was looking for the Friends slot machine. Couldn't find it. I did find the Godzilla colon King of the Monsters slot machine. And it immediately stopped my attention because you can get five Bradley Whitfords. And a lot of people aren't going to know what I'm talking about, and that's fine. We will not dwell on it. But if you know who Bradley Whitford is, you know why it's funny to get to see Bradley Whitford on a slot machine. Bradley Whitford, the guy from Billy Madison, who was Billy Madison's arch enemy. Josh Lyman from the West Wing, the guy who plays the drunk on Mom, the her drunk Hollywood friend on Mom. To see Bradley Whitford has made it to slot machine status. I burned $29 trying to get five Bradley Whitfords. I got a bunch of Kongs in a row. I got a bunch of Godzillas in a row. I got a bunch of King Ghidorahs in a row. I got a bunch of Mothras. We were up and down. Like At one point, we were up to $37. I'm trying my hardest to get to $40. Because if you get to $40, there's one button on the machine. It's under a little protective case, as if to say you're launching a nuclear weapon. Holy shit. So you have to like lift this little case up, and you push this big red button, and it starts to glow, and you start to hear like, and it goes, you have engaged monster bat. Are you certain you want to make a monster bat? And a giant thing comes on the screen that's like, you are about to spend $40 Holy shit. on one bet. Are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, God damn it. I want to make this fucking make the monster. I want to make this monster bet. I'm like $37, then down to two, then $38, then down to 10. And I finally make it $40. And I lift up the thing. Sriracha is uh, drunk out of her mind. Yeah. Uh, that's just tradition. Um, 
Uh, she's sitting on my lap too. I'm telling her it's for luck. Like really, it's because like because you're a pervert. It's just like I'm a pervert, and like it's like, look, I have so little in my life. <laughs> but to like it, when you're in a casino and like Sriracha's sitting on your lap, I'm gonna tell you, listeners, you feel like you've made it. And I push the monster bet button, and all of a sudden. The, sh- the chair starts shaking and the screen starts like going Pokemon, we want to kill your kids <laughs> level of flashing. It's th- it suddenly becomes the loudest machine and one screen turns into four screens. All of a sudden, I'm watching four slot machines go, 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 go. And I'm seeing like, this one's got three Bradley Whiffords and this one's got two Bradley Whiffords <laughs> and this one's got four Bradley Whiffords. And... I get nothing. A stereo. Not even like two dollars. Because sometimes Slobber Shield will be like, here's two bucks, asshole. It does that like, oh, you spent five dollars. We're going to play all the sounds for 30 cents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Bradley Whitford, I always knew being a fan of you would cost me in the end. <laughs> and it sure as hell did. I walked away sadly from the Godzilla King of the Monsters slot machine. Feeling as sad as that scientist who tried to harness King Ghidorah and mix his brain with Mechagodzilla to open up a new... I didn't really understand those movies. <laughs> and they're for children. I didn't understand it. But the guy from the Monarch... I felt sadder than the guy from the Monarch Corporation when he when he died in Hollow Earth. Serious, that's the saddest vacation story I've ever heard in my entire life. I can't believe he, Derek Jeter, he fucked you like this. I <laughs> but uh, look, the thing that I told my therapist, which I was very proud of, was I was in an Airbnb surrounded by drugs with nothing to do because Switch was passed out half the time. Yeah. Like, cause, because one of these gummies would, would just obliterated her harder than a monster, but obliterated my wallet. I could hear the gummies like calling to me like, come on, don't you at least want to eat a gummy? <laughs> like, I know you're trying not to get high, but gummies are delicious. I'm candy. Just eat 10 of me. Like, you know what? They were so brightly colored. They were like pink. And, oh, and then the pre-roll case she bought too had like really cool graphic design. It like looked like a little deck of cards and it ha- they were called like king rolls. They had like the king of hearts smoking a big fat blunt. I somehow managed to not do all this goddamn weed. So I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. You should count that as a win, a major win. And I'm proud of you for doing all the weed you Oh, could. yeah. So going back to our beginning, we were talking about what is it like to be high. Uh, not great. So here's my experience on both types of drugs. Okay, obviously, we got a first sampling of sativa. Uh, the other morning, I woke up that I was, I'm stupid as hell. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now, that was a weird experience. But now, certainly, if I do the exact same thing again, things will be different. <laughs> It's totally different, bro. Oh, no, I did sativa again. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, okay. No, we didn't have a hike plan today. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to get some stuff done. And I took the sativa and then I played. I got so locked into this video game, this free to play video game that I played it, I think, for 10 consecutive hours because I was just so high and it was so enthralling to me. Uh, it's called Your Time to Die. <laughs> I told you about that. No, tell so, me about this. Uh, I, first thing I did when I got high, I was like started messaging uh, listeners on Instagram, which is, by the way, the best way to contact me <laughs> if you ever want to just shoot the shit. Uh, I don't check my Twitter as often as I used to. But this one guy's messaging me. He's like, hey, thank you for... He's, I recommended him some kind of video game. 
I was like, thank you for uh, the video game recommendation. I've been playing this one game just because it was kind of like Danganronpa. I was like, oh, I'm starved for Danganronpa. What is it? So he sends it to me and I start playing and the gummy kicks in like right at the moment. Like, And it's like this it's sort of similar to Danganronpa in that people die frequently and I'm like watching these intense death scenes while I'm high out of my goddamn mind and it was the one part that I remember is there's this one spoilers there's this one puzzle that you need to solve where there's a kid and he's gonna get shot in the arm with uh Poison? poison yeah poison but what you need to do is you need to find a way and you're on you and two other people are on top of this giant like skyscraper type of thing and there's a hole in the floor and if you look in the hole in the floor there's a giant like pit of spikes and the number on there's a big counter clock it says something like uh 47 kilograms and they figure out eventually that they have to if they want to save this kid they have to push somebody into the floor spikes and when they land on it it'll meet like the 47 kilogram weight and then save the kid but then they're so they're sitting there they're like holy fuck we can't like sacrifice one of ourselves what are you talking about and then they figure out that one of them is a robot like the real woman was abducted and replaced with a perfect robot and the robot has sentience and so she's like wait no I'm real don't kill me don't kill me I'm real and there's a part of the game where you just see this girl like tears streaming down her face and hands of your character and you can choose to like click and push her or you get like while she begs for her life <laughs> the entire time and let me tell you that will be when i die like that sitting there stoned out of my i was way too high to handle that <laughs> so thanks a uh, guy on instagram who sent me that uh you you will appear when i die in my life <laughs> what's the name of this game again your turn to die or your time to die i don't remember we'll just type in yttd and okay. you'll find it it is a free-to-play role-playing game made an rpg maker with some really good art it was making the rounds with like a uh, youtube you vi video gamers a while ago but i guess i totally missed it i just learned about it the other week it's not finished but you can play through most of the story for free online uh it's, it's just the guy that set it up has a website and it's like a role-playing game okay all right cool so this is kind of like a danganronpa kind of thing like it's another one of those japanese type games where like there's like 12 people and you have to kill 11 of them yeah uh-huh exactly what is it with you in these games? It's fun. It's got branching storylines, too. Like, you get to pick who dies, and then the story changes depending on who's still alive afterwards. You know, there are other RPGs with multiple endings and great characters where you don't have to uh, get kidnapped by a teddy bear and, like, play some sort of game show where you have to kill everyone else. Yeah, but where you could just play Elder Scrolls V. You could play Chrono Trigger. <laughs> you could play Final Fantasy VII. There are... Non-murderous RPGs. I should have played Aqua Aqua. Somebody sent me an emulator for that game. It was like, here, you can play this. Uh, uh, first of all, dumbass, you can buy it on eBay for like $2. But if you don't feel like investing in a PlayStation 2, you can always play it on this emulator. I should have just fucking sat down and played Aqua Aqua for 40 hours. Because let me tell you, that fucked me up. And then the other days, uh, I got high on Indica and watched, what was it called, Bake Squad? Oh, we watched so much goddamn Bake Squad. Bake Squad is the show on Netflix. It premiered, I think, uh, only a month or two ago. And it is clearly a cooking show for stoners who don't want to be stressed out. So <laughs> it's not a competition baking show. 
It's not one of those things where it's like, one of you will be chopped. It's just, it's about four friends who like to bake together. And each week they all try to outdo each other on who can make the best cake. But really, everybody wins, and everyone's happy that one of them has the best cake, and they're all just buddies, and they're a part of a squad, a bake squad. And they clap for each other at the end. They clap for each other at the end. They're not trying to bake a cake to impress, like, Paul Hollywood or to impress out what's-his-name from Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay. Right. They're trying to make a cake for, like, a guy who's come home from the war, and we're going to surprise him with a cake or... This special needs girl kicked cancer, and we want to surprise her with a cake. And it's got a lot of bright colors, and it's got a lot of interstitials where people just, like, smile at the camera from behind a bunch of cotton candy. It's a children's show for adults, for stoners who just want to gawk at cakes. That is all it is. It is incredibly simple. And let me tell you, I should have just watched that the whole time. Why did I play the Teenager Burger game? I could have just watched that. You were also playing some 90s Japanese game. Unless that No Time to Die thing just has like a 90s aesthetic. Oh, no, that's because it was made in RPG Maker. Like it's got cutouts and art and cutaway and CGs, but it was made. It's a really impressive game. It's like made by one dude, I think. Oh, oh OK. All right. Cool. All right. Um, and then when we ran out of Bake Squad, which was very quickly because Sriracha was very baked. Show me what you're cooking. Yeah, she yeah, she kept saying the Bake Squad theme. Uh, show me what you're cooking. We ran out of that, and it was like, if you like Bake Squad, you'll love Zumbo's Magical Kitchen. Well, spoiler alert, I fucking hate Zumbo's Magical Kitchen. It's clearly a show that was made for $7, which makes it New Zealand's most expensive competitive cooking show. I was going to say, like, it has to be. They were clearly made in Australia because everybody sounds like they've got a wad of chewing tobacco in their mouth when they're talking. But the thing is that they're all trying to impress this guy named, like, ZumboCon or something. But uh, they're clearly distributing this on Netflix where a lot of Americans are watching it. So they have to, like, suck Zumbo's cock every single episode to try to convince you, the listener, to give a fucking shit about the Voldemort of cakes or whatever like oh this is a dream come true I can't believe Zumbo is going to eat my dessert and it's this guy is like just the best cake they have to just fellatiate him every goddamn episode every episode of Zumbo's Magical Kitchen opens with people just being like it's always been my dream to to cook something for Zumbo. I'm such a big fan of Zumbo's. All oh, right. Zumbo apparently got, because we read his entire Wikipedia page, which is like four paragraphs, <laughs> to like show you how, like, quote, famous this guy is. He's probably Australia's most famous dessert baker. Um, He got famous for his unique take on macaroons, which he calls Zumbo Runes. Which is like, you couldn't have worked any harder on the name of these things. I was going to say, this is some like Nathan Masry level branding. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Cronut, this is not. This is not the Rainbow Bagel. And then I saw the Zumbo runes, and they just looked like macaroons. They were not special looking at all, but everyone's like, I waited for hours to eat his Zumbo runes. I waited in a line for 45 hours. I fought off three kangaroos and I had to cut one open and sleep inside of him like that. A giant elephant thing and Rick and Morty one night. But it was 100% worth it because I did get to lick Zumbo's taint. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, to be fair, he co- he covered in frosting and sprinkles. He covered it in frosting and uh, what, what do they call your lollies? <laughs> what do they Australians call sprinkles? It, I, it's called something stupid. In are they really called lollies? Jimmy's. Jimmy's makes more sense. Oh, I heard that in Canada they call cotton candy. Papa's beard. That's fucking lie. You made that up. Let's go to the circus and eat Papa's beard. Is that Canada or England? Canada. Okay. Wait, that's not a flawless Canadian accent. Oh, Mumsy, let's go to Timothy Horton's and afterwards it'd be ever so much fun to eat Papa's beard with some of the Mounties. <laughs> that's fucking disgusting. British people, you are on notice. Um, let's go to the hockey game and eat Papa's beard. Um, right, the fuck is Zumbo? So we read Zumbo's Wikipedia page, and he has all these nicknames that he's clearly given himself. Yeah, or that, like, some dude on one of those uh, Hell's Kitchen-style shows called him once. Right. And then was like, uh, the Wikipedia people were like, <laughs> Right, that, that, that's a secondary source, it's a secondary source. They call him Australia's answer to Willy Wonka. And it's like, are they posing that question? I was going to say, who asked? <laughs> yes, exactly. And then they call him the Dark Lord of Baking. And then they do call him... The Voldemort of cakes. I assume because he is bald. (laughs) Every month we like to thank our new and upgrading patrons. We have like 30 people to thank. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Thanks to everyone who supports us. Today I found out that we just published our 131st bonus episode. Oh my God, guys, that's so much fucking content. You need to go get it. They'll like, with $2, what's two divided by 131? Yeah, oh my God, it's like a penny a podcast. (laughs) I think that's like a penny a podcast. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours of content. It's amazing. You got to go to patreon.com slash Asterios. What, you don't have $2? Come on, you got $2. That literally can't even buy you a crunch (laughs) tot. Speaking of people who get stuff, Quinn Velasquez just edited their pledge from $2 to $15. I'm going to give you all a Taco Bell order, so you must go to Taco Bell and order what I tell you, and then you review it, and then you call it, okay? And okay. you leave a voicemail. Uh, $15, uh, I'm going to say you should get 10 of those soft steak tacos. Those are really good. <laughs> those are delicious. I love those. Fabby just became a $15 patron. Uh, you're going to order crunch zanya, which is lasagna, but it's a taco instead of where the noodles are. <laughs> Kate just became a $2 patron. Here's what I'm going to say for Kate. Get that Mountain Dew flavor that they only have. Baja Blast. Out. I don't know what is that what it's called? Yeah, it's Baja Blast. I only know that because my friends who are fucking stoners constantly talk about it and will not shut the fuck up about it. And they sold it in bottles for a hot second. I don't know if they still do, but they were so excited for it. And I was like, don't do drugs. Get one of those gallon <laughs> jugs of water that like bodybuilders carry around and just fill it with Baja Blast. John Guido edited their pledge from $15 to $20. You should buy a Crunch-A-Reno, which is a bowl. <laughs> it's a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Everywhere there's a Cheerio, there's a taco. Oh my God. Zach Huck just became a $15 patron. You should go to Taco Bell and order a single noodle of spaghetti. <laughs> That's delicious. Not me, but not you, too, just became a $2 patron. Go to Taco Bell and order a gigantic Diet Coke, you fat fuck. Would you be nice? 
nice to not me, but not you too. I'm sorry, you fluffy fuck. There you go. X Grayscale X just became a $2 patron. You go to Taco Bell and ask them if they still have the Slurpee with the Pop Rocks in it. And if they do, get, I don't remember if it was Pop Rocks or Nerds. I think it was Pop Rocks. It was Pop Rocks. Get all three flavors. Let me tell you, there was a hot second in time where I was down bad for those fucking Slurp things. I remember one time we went to Taco Bell. And we asked if they had that Pop Rocks thing. Just that one simple question somehow made that one employee's life a living hell. Like He was like digging around looking for Pop Rocks, like looking under those cardboard boxes full of frozen meat they have everywhere. Yeah, that was really embarrassing for everyone involved. I know, I felt bad for that guy. John Johnston F. edited their pledge from $2 to $26. Wow, um, I want you to go to a Taco Bell and I want you to order nacho fries and if they don't have them, make like a real scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm talking r slash public freak out scene. Like that kid, you ever see that kid who tried to order, he's like blasted off his ass and he went to the dining hall or something and he tried to order macaroni and cheese and he's like screaming and freaking out and he gets arrested He's crying on the ground. I have seen that, yes. Because he like swings at a guy. He swings at a guy over a bag of cheese. That's my second favorite r slash public freakout video. Right behind the one of the girl cashier who I guess they were really close to closing. And the lady, and she tells him to get out. And the lady filming is like, I'm filming you, blah, blah, blah. And then she pulls her shirt up, like exposes her breasts and says, that's my tit, bitch. What a fucking power move. Remember that. And the lady's like, the lady's like talking to the manager of Heidi. She's like, she's fucking weird. And the manager's like, yeah, she's weird. Go. (laughs) Good for having. That's a good way to create team cohesion. I love that. It's like, look, you've seen my tit. I haven't seen your tit. That's my checkmate, bitch. That's my tit, bitch. Oh my God. Bunger. Just became a $2 patron. Bunger. I want you to go to Taco Bell and I want to order all of the quesadillas, like the meat options they have, chicken, steak. I don't know what else they have, but eat them all and then tell me how they are. Oh, yeah. Please please do. Jordan Scott Lane just became a $5 patron. I want you to go to Taco Bell and order McDouble and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob Lewis upgraded their pledge from $5 to $15. I want you to go to Taco Bell, order a McChicken, and when they say they don't have it, make a real problem. <laughs> make it everyone else's problem. Mepsi Packs just became an 11 pound and 50 pence patron. Uh, sometimes at Taco Bells, they have those screens that you can order on, so I want you to specifically seek out one of those, order a bowl, remove all the ingredients except sour cream and see what they serve you. Monster Slayer just became a 20 $20.50 Australian cent patron. I want you to order a taco salad and bring your own ice cream cones. <laughs> when they give it to you, stick it in and like eat it like a walking taco. <laughs> Great idea. You're killing it today. Juanita Christ Blaster edited their pledge from $2 to $15.69. Three words. Cool ranch. Oh, wait, this is more than three words. Five words. Cool ranch Doritos Locos Tacos. <laughs> Isaac Marston became a three Australian dollar patron. I want you to get, do they still have that sandwich that's like two waffles and then in the middle for breakfast is some kind of eggs? I've seen that. The waffle taco. Man, let me tell you, people flip fucking shit over Taco Bell's breakfast. It act like it was the weirdest thing in the world. Like, oh, you eat uh, eggs on a taco. It's like, none of you have Hispanic friends. <laughs> 
Tim Rain just became a three Australian dollar patron. Uh, I want you to go to a Taco Bell and I want you to order a steak burrito because you deserve it. You're having a really good week. Thank you. Their steak is good. It, their steak is good. Yeah, I really like their shredded steak. And you can ask for double meat and they'll double the steak. I like it when you just get some of those like steak burritos and then you get a, a side of chips. You make your own little steak nachos. Yeah. Huh? I don't know why their steak is so good. Ricardo Braddock. Just edited their pledge from $2 to $16. You get one of the only vegan items on the menu, which is the refried burrito. <laughs> JC just became a three Australian dollar patron. You have to go get a keto power bowl. I don't know if they have those in Australia, but if if they do, keto power bowl. Here, I'll say it in your language so you can understand. I want a steak keto power bowl with the double mite. <laughs> what, is that just like a bowl but with just a bunch of steak and just a stick of butter in it uh-huh and a sour cream up the ass <laughs> that's fucking delicious Braden bertard just became a two dollar patron go to the cheesecake factory instead <laughs> prep boy rick edited their pledge from two dollars to fifteen dollars oh my god speaking of prep boy rick prep boy rick thank you for the seven fucking voicemails that you sent in we will play some of them next time i swear i've listened to them all Half of them, a third of them are good. <laughs> Tyson Welsh, $2 patron, brand new. Um, A bowl of rice. Just a bowl of rice. Creamy Goodness raised their pledge from $2 to $15. I want you to go to your local liquor store and buy a little thing of whiskey, like one of the things they keep behind the counter, and liquor the fuck out of one of those uh, hot chocolates when they start selling that again. Willard Leffers just became a two-euro patron. All right, Willard, listen to me and listen close. Go ask for a happy meal. Max just became a two euro patron. Max, why don't you go in there and stick your head under that fountain and see if you can make like a mouth suicide. See if you could put just a little bit of each of the drinks in your mouth and then swish your cheeks around. And see if it explodes like Mentos and Diet Coke. Yeah, exactly. Jay just became a $2 patron. Jay Go see if they have those uh, those naked chicken chips. What? For a while, they just served like grilled chicken chips. Dinky my winky. <laughs> just ended their place from $2 to $15. Order a bomberito. <laughs> yeah, dinky my winky. Brad Merryman just became a $2 patron. Chicken fries. Go in there and start screaming for chicken fries. That's not even, that's Burger King. I know. I know that too. I just wanted everybody to know that I know that. Good for you. <laughs> Drew Atlantis just edited their pledge from $2 to $15. Drew, go in there and start asking questions about like, the corporate structure of Taco Bell. Because at one point it was owned by PepsiCo. Now I'm not so sure. I think Yum Foods owns it now. Keep interrogating Taco Bell employees until you find out the corporate governance structure of Taco Bell. Yeah, and when the and when the Stone Taco Bell employee finally comes up with an answer that satiates your palate, you can be like, "How's that difference from an MLM?" and do the whole thing again. Yeah. Welcome back to Murph. Matthew J. Murphy just became a two dollar patron. Matthew. Just go get a bunch of the desserts there. I like the Taco Bell desserts. What do they serve as desserts? For a long time, they had these like little caramel apple empanadas. Would, like imagine like just a regular apple pie uh, from McDonald's, but like even more kind of friedy and covered in sugar. It was really good. Oh, cool. 
Trav from Toe, a.k.a. Trav from Toronto, just became a three Canadian dollar patron. Trav, you have poutine. Don't worry about this. Yeah, what the fuck? Archangel of Life edited their pledge from $2 to $5. I want Archangel of Life, I want you to bring one of those uh, anime bowl sets, yes. like the kind that you give me on a regular basis, like those Valentine's Day things, and I want you to order like a salad. It doesn't even matter what you order, but you do need to bring the cutout of the girl and put it <laughs> and pretend you're having a date. You tell, you take your wife on a date to Taco Bell. Angel Coon just became a $2 patron. Go to Taco Bell. Be drunk and <laughs> see if you can get some of the employees drunk. I bet like one of them will take a hit off your flask. I totally think that. I totally believe that. Uh, I have a friend that worked at a convenience store when I was in college and she said that a guy, a crackhead like came in on crack and was like make, making a scene. So she had to be like, get out. And he was like, you want some? And then pulled it out and was like, no, get out. <laughs> This was like at three in the morning. Free crack? <laughs> free crack. Who turns down free crack? Down free crack. Crack's expensive. Brad the Patronon just edited their place from $2 to $2.69. This is a little pattern. A couple of people just added 69 cents to their <laughs> monthly pledge. Injured Cold Zero uh, raised their pledge from $5 to $5.69. You 69ers are all right with me. You 69ers are all right with me. <laughs> Brad the Patronon and Injured Cold Zero, go to Taco Bell and ask to see the bell and ask <laughs> if you can ring the bell. And if they don't let you ring the bell, scream. Just scream. You're not even at anybody. Just yell. Alexander Holden just became a $2 patron. Alexander Holden, go to Taco Bell and go like, I'd like to order a crunch from her. And then they'll go, what? And go, I said, I'd like to order a crunch from her. And then see what they give you and tell us. PJ Lopez just edited their pledge from $2 to $15. PJ, go to a Taco Bell and start lecturing them about how, like, this isn't real Mexican food. This is not real authentic <laughs> Mexican food. Where's the lentil soup? You know, lentil soup has been part of, part of our, uh, a staple in our the Mexican diet for generations. Yeah, it really helps if you're, like, a pale, blonde, white person, yeah. too. It'd be like, it's our culture. <laughs> We probably should have given this to someone who wasn't named PJ Lopez. <laughs> oh, Jacob, shit. you do this. <laughs> Jacob, you became a $2 patron. You do this. PJ Lopez. PJ Lopez, go to Taco Bell and just ask for soup and see what they give you. They've, do they have any soup on the menu? I, they, I bet they'll just give you a cup of beans. There's that water in the beans. That's kind of like a soup. I didn't know if they do sides like that. They don't think you can't just get black beans at Taco Bell. I've never tried. I've honestly never tried. All right, look, I don't know. I don't know either. Colin David just raised their pledge from $5 to $15. Colin David, go to a Taco Bell and go, hey, where are those like machines that used to be able to put a quarter in and you could get like a bouncy ball or one of those sticky hands and they might be like, well, we've never had that here. They go, yeah, but weren't those machines fun? It was like a little surprise, you know? Remember? You remember the machines? <laughs> remember you could get a sticker sometime? Remember? You remember? You remember? My mom never let me get those because um, the one, there was only one that I saw on a regular basis and it was near this pizza place that we always went to. We went to pizza place. I really, really, really just wanted to put 50 cents in the machine and get a, it was a, a bunny. It was those bunny rabbits that like said bad things on them, like suck my butt. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. It was called like frisky rabbit or something. And my, I wanted one so bad. My mom kept saying no. All right. 
I gotta look that up. If anyone knows what the fuck she's talking about. I mean, look, that sounds great. That's that's another great idea for holiday. That was merch. like a big cultural thing at one point in time. You don't understand. That was like they sold T-shirts with that rabbit on it at like limited two. There was a sass talking rabbit that asked you to suck his butthole. <laughs> I'm not like a, or like sniff my butthole. Oh, so. that's much better. All right. While you're looking that up, Chris Tilly just became a fifteen dollar patron. All right, Chris. Go to the Taco Bell and go, remember little homies? They were a little bit more expensive than the bouncy ball or the sticky hand. But if you had 50 cents, you could get one of the little homies. I found it. It's called Happy Bunny. And uh, I, I Googled Sassy Talking Rabbit 2000s. <laughs> and this is what came up. Like the first couple stickers that I see say, you suck and that's sad. Now we're switching premises. Okay. For the rest of the thank yous. Tell them something the sassy bunny either said or probably should have said. Yeah, we should have done that from the beginning because half of these weren't food. (laughs) John Johnston F., who we've already thanked, then raised their pledge from $26 to $30. Thank you, John Johnston F. You'd be cooler if you were me. (laughs) These are very cringe because it was early 2000s. I like that, though. Jesus Caro just became a $15 patron. Me want hurt you. That's funny. That's really Can you describe? Is it a pink bunny? Like, can you physically describe this bunny? It's just a cartoon bunny. It's multiple colors. It can be multiple colors. And it looks It's. It looks like oh, something I draw in middle school. Okay, so there's like a bunch of different bunnies. Right. Okay, yeah. all right. LF Aaron just added their pledge from $2 to $5. It's all about me. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, they just look. Jesus. I love these. I wanted one so bad. Your underscore old underscore pal underscore Zach just became a $2 patron. Uh, this one just says the word Heine and the rabbit is turning around and pointing to its ass. All right. Now I'm going to ask a question a lot of our listeners are thinking. Is their ass represented as like one big mound or are there two distinct cheeks? No, there are two very distinct cheeks. And you can get these for like a quarter. This is such a bargain. Right? Hey, Zen. Just said their pledge from $2 to $7.77. Well, have a great day, you worthless turd. <laughs> I want to... Hey, Zed, just, that is not Taraja saying that. That's one of the frisky rapids. Well, what were they called over time? Uh, it's his sassy 2000s uh, buddy. <laughs> okay. Jared, another Jared, just became a $5 patron and then they edited their pledge from $5 to $15 immediately. It's cute how stupid you are. C. Dale Wiesner just became a $2 patron. This one says run along and die now. Oh my God. <laughs> and then finally, Indrid Cold Zero joined our 69ers club it- by adding 69 cents to the end of their $5 pledge. Amazing. Uh, this one, the rabbit is on a toilet and it says, I made a little sculpture of you. <laughs> That is it for the loudest podcast, but that is not it for my new obsession. These happy bunnies. I'm seeing one that says, kiss me, I'm Irish. Would you care to guess where the bunny wants you to kiss them? I'm going to guess on his ass. You're goddamn right. And there's like a lipstick marks on his ass. So someone's already kissed him. I, at least on his right cheek. Plenty of room on the left cheek to kiss this Irish bunny's ass. I bet if you tried to buy t-shirts with this now, they would be like $200. Because the Y2K thing, like the kids are into that shit again. 
We've got to make our own series of these goddamn bunnies, but it's me and you, and we're just saying rude stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, listeners, speaking of saying rude stuff, we're so sorry we did not get to voicemails this week. As you can tell, this episode has run very, very long, but there's still time to get your voicemail in at 848-863-5343 or email your voicemail to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Today, Sriracha listened to 30 voicemails and only seven of them were like acceptable. How did you rate them? Um, uh, I think I listened to exactly 34 voicemails and I picked out eight because the other ones were either too long, I couldn't hear you, or they were just stupid. So you know what? If you think your voicemail's gonna get played, you might want to leave another voicemail just in case. Maybe go into a quiet place like your car or a closet. Uh, maybe think about what you're gonna say before you call. Oh yeah, and two of them are prep boy Rex. So what's two divided by eight? Twenty-five percent of them are prep boy Rex. Oh my God! Excellent prep boy Rex. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening to the last podcast. We'll be back next week with your voicemails and a whole lot more. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.